Welcome to the Relaxed Running Podcast, the show that helps runners and athletes in running-based sports transform the way they run. Here's your host, Tyson Popplestone. Ladies and gentlemen, Happy New Year. I hope you are all doing really well. It's Tyson Popplestone here. You're listening to the Relaxed Running Podcast. Great to have you here for a brand new start to the year. I, uh, Certainly going to tell you, it was a, a very, very quiet New Year's Eve for us. It was perhaps the quietest we've ever had. We've got a three-month-old at home. We've got a two-year-old at home. And they were in bed at seven. We were in bed at 10. Because when you've got kids that age, sleep is such an important commodity. And we've realized quite quickly, it uh, it doesn't come around as much as you would expect. So I'm sure a lot of you parents out there know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're not a parent yet, don't stress. I'm, uh, I'm sure you've got this to look forward to, so take notes. I used to hear people talk about it, and I was like, hey, I'm going to nail it. You don't know what you're talking about. And uh, it turns out I haven't quite nailed it, still figuring it out. So uh, massive respect to all of you who are running out there with, uh, with young families because I know how much of a challenge it can be. Now, 2023, I thought, what better way to start this than bringing a topic to you which I think is very relevant. I know a lot of you listeners out there uh, either fairly new to the sport or you've been at it for a couple of years and we've got some more experienced runners who tune in as well but in that audience some of the most que- uh, prominent questions or uh, some of the most common questions I get are around the marathon around preparing for a first marathon or trying to improve a marathon so today I thought I'd cover off some of these key components by kickstarting 2023 with a topic around how to train for the marathon. Now, there's a lot that I want to get through in today's podcast, so we're going to jump straight into it. And now, before we do jump into it, just important for me to say, don't click off yet if you've done a few marathons. If you're, uh, you know, if you've done five or six marathons, the beauty in the marathon world is there's constantly something to do or something to learn. It's not like you run five marathons and you're like, all right, I've got all the answers. And anyone who's been running marathons for years knows that's true. So if you have got a couple of marathons up your belt, I encourage you to stick around and consider some of this food for thought because it's always impressive to see how many different approaches can work for such for such different people. So while some something might work for one athlete, it might be the worst approach for another. So hopefully, you know, by throwing a few of those together, laying down a bit of a structure and a foundation, you can leave here with a little more practical guidance around what might work for you. Now, obviously, this is just food for thought got to make sure that before you do any of this, you get a bit of a checkup and make sure your doctor's giving you the thumbs up and a tick of approval to get out there and run. But if you are at a point where you think you're ready to start preparing for a marathon, let's get into it. And I think that little phrase, getting started, is exactly where we should start. Because one of the first things that I think we need to address when it comes to the marathon is be aware of your limits. If you're brand new to the sport, maybe you're a little unfit, maybe you're a little overweight, maybe you haven't done much running in the past, maybe you've come into a new year with so much enthusiasm and thought, all right, I'm going to run a marathon in 12 weeks time, I've got the perfect thing, I know it's rushed, but I'm pretty mentally strong, I'm going to encourage you to stop that plan right now and consider getting a year worth of running under your sleeve. sleeve. I would encourage you that if you're fairly new to the sport, try and run around 30 to 40 k's a week or around uh, 20 to 22 miles a week consistently for a year before you start training specifically for the marathon. Now, that's a fairly cautious approach, 
But the reason I encourage that is obviously the marathon has the great ability of breaking athletes down and really causing injury. So if you can lay a foundation for yourself of 20 miles a week for a year or 30 to 40 Ks a week for a year, it leaves your body in a really good place to start tuning up when we get to that 12 to 20 week period out from a marathon. If you haven't done that yet, I would encourage you to consider starting a little smaller. Is there a half marathon that you can aim towards, a 10K, a 5K? The reason for that is obviously longevity is our goal. The longer you can stay in this sport without being injured, the more and more your performance is going to improve. But if you're constantly out um, getting that foundation shaken up because you've pushed yourself too hard too soon, I would encourage you to, to you know just pull it back, taper it down. We're called relaxed running here for a reason. It's a bit of a slower approach. But it's the reason that so many of our athletes are, um, are strong and durable because we build up to a place where they can be, um, you know, over time without rushing it too much. But now that we've got that out of the way, I think some of the practical steps kick in here. The first thing is race selection. You're going to realize really, really quickly that there are so many different marathon races to choose from, especially if you're in a big city. Even if you're in a country town, so many country towns have uh, marathon events and distance running events. So unless you're out in the wilderness, you're going to be fairly spoiled for choice, assuming that you've got a big city pretty close to you. There should be a number of marathons available to you. So what is it that you're trying to achieve for your first marathon? Are you looking for the atmosphere of tens of thousands of people looking for a nice country road? Do you want hilly? Do you want trail? Do you want road? Uh, are you trying to run a fast time? If you're trying to run a fast time, I would encourage you to spend some time just looking through what courses have a reputation for bringing out fast uh, fast performances. Oh, excuse me. Fast performances for athletes because uh, if you lined up at a race thinking, all right, today I'm going to try and run a PB or today I'm going to try and run X time for the marathon, you didn't realize you're lined up at the World Mountain Running 42-kilometer <laughs> championships, you're going to be bitterly disappointed with your result. So spend a little bit of time trying to figure out, first of all, once you've gotten past that first step, you're like, all right, I'm ready to prepare for a marathon. Your next step should be, all right, what marathon do I want to run and why? If you can start answering those questions, it helps you figure out a little bit more about what it is that you're trying to achieve out of the race. When you've got your race selected, it's time to move on to the next step. We call these the the four foundational elements of preparing for a marathon. I say we call these. I just made that up then. I thought it was an important way to structure it. I just think it paints a picture of what it is we need to do. So the first of these four elements is looking after the base mileage. So I touched on this momentarily. I touched on this before when I said that for the year in the lead up to the marathon, you're going to want to do about 30 to 40K, 20 miles um, fairly consistently to give your body an opportunity to adapt and to build from there. Now, once you've got that foundation under your sleeve, you want to have about a 12 to 20 week build up of more increased training to your marathon. The reason I say 12 to 20 is because depending on your coach, depending on your history, depending on you as an athlete, the buildup or the increase in your mileage in that last 12 to 20 weeks is going to vary from athlete to athlete. Some athletes like to really ramp up the distance. Some people like to include a little bit more speed. 
in that 12 to 20 weeks, you're gonna build up or average around about 50 miles. If you can get up to around 50 miles for a few of those weeks or for quite a few of those weeks, you're gonna be really in good company when it comes to marathon race day. You're gonna know that you're relatively prepared for that. You can do that in usually four to five runs. So if you're in a 12 to 20 week build up to the marathon, if you can run four to five times a week, that's a really good place to start. What's really important is the 10% rule. Now, the 10% rule is from week to week, you don't really wanna increase your mileage by more than 10%. So if you've run 70K one week, well, roughly 75 to 77K for the next week is gonna be more than enough. If you start increasing it over there, there's a fair chance that you're gonna be pushing your body too hard too soon. So going back to that very first rule that we laid down around the 40Ks for the first 12 months, the reason this is beautiful is because obviously we're not gonna be ramping up too quickly. The same applies in the 20 to, or the 12 to 20 weeks build up to the marathon that you're gonna run. So you wanna run around 50 miles a week, assuming that you've done the 12 month build up and you're assuming, you're like, it doesn't have to be this. This is one thing that distance runners are quite anal about. They like to go, okay, Tyson said 80K a week. It must be 80K a week. I've only done 78.4. <laughs> like you can stop at 78.4. It's just a little bit of a range. So a few few of the earlier weeks might be 60, 65. A few of the later weeks might be sort of 85, 95, but around about, that's a bit of a ballpark figure. Now, the second element of the foundation that we're going to lay down, the second of the four, is the long run. Now, the long run usually happens most of the time when you speak to an athlete. A lot of athletes have this scheduled in as their Sunday training session. But for some people, every seven days, it's a little bit too much. Obviously, it works when it comes to structure. We like to be able to put in our training diary each Sunday. We did this run. But if a long run each week is a little bit too much for you, I would encourage you to consider... um, taking it out to even every 10 days. If you've got the flexibility to include a long run into the the mid part of your week, obviously that's something that you could do. The beauty with incorporating it into the mid part of your week is it can extend that period that you have for recovery. As I said, if seven days is too uh, too short a turnaround for you to be able to implement a long run, take it out to 10 days. Now, the longest run that you're probably gonna do is it's gonna be around 32 to 36 kilometers. So a lot of athletes like to go out, well, I say a lot, but there there are the exceptions. There are a few athletes who like to go out and run the marathon distance. But say you've taken a 16-week build-up. So you're in the real marathon-specific preparation phase now. You've got 16 weeks out. You might start that week one of 16 running 18 kilometers, and then you might go up to... Uh, 20 kilometers and then gradually you might work that up to about 32 kilometers now why only 32 kilometers or 35 kilometers if on race day you're going to be required to run further it's incredible how much of an impact the atmosphere the race day excitement um just the people around you, which I guess comes under the atmosphere. It's amazing how much of an impact you have on race day to be able to increase the distance that you run. If you are doing 32K to 36K and you've done that a couple of times, then that extra 6K, you know you're gonna be able to do it as long as you haven't cooked yourself too early in the run. Because obviously, once you start getting to about 30 to 35K, it's like, okay, well, I can run for a very, very long time now. I know I can run another six kilometers. The only thing that's gonna stop you is if you've just gone out at an absolutely suicidal pace 
which was my mistake back in 2018. But this is the wrong podcast for that. I don't want to talk about that today. It still brings back some traumatic memories. <laughs> so if you can get up to around a 20 mile or, or 36 kilometer long run at its max, uh, or 32 even, you're in a really good place. Obviously, I encourage you to speak to a coach about how you can structure that because you don't want to just be going, all right, I've been doing 20K for a long time now. Let's go out and just do 36. I should be fine. The other thing and the third of the four factors that I wanted to speak to you about is incorporating some speed work. Now, speed work, it's optional, but I highly recommend it. A lot of the time when we're thinking about the marathon, Athletes make the mistake of thinking, well, I'm running a marathon. All I have to do is run slow and do that for a long time, which is true if your goal is simply to finish. If your goal is simply to finish a marathon, ignore this tip. But if you would like to improve a PB, it's important that you consider adding about one session a week where it's a little more speed specific. So you can do this in a number of ways. You might do that through intervals and you might do that through a tempo run. So intervals is, say on a Tuesday, you might go out and you do your, your 15 or 20 minute warm up jog very slowly. You'll stop, you'll stretch, you'll have a chat, you'll get a drink. Hopefully you've got a couple of training partners about you or around you. And then you'll get out on the track and you'll do uh, six to eight by 1K. This is what I used to do with Craig Mottram's group in Melbourne. In fact, this is what I used to do where, wherever I trained. It seemed to be a bit of a Tuesday tradition around Australia. You'd go out and do your intervals. Now, Intervals are gonna be run at a pace which is faster than marathon pace. For my intervals, I would often do eight by 1K at around my 10K pace, and I would have 60 seconds recovery. And then the next week, I might alternate it, and I would do four by 2Ks at half marathon pace, maybe. And you can extend these out to sort of three, four, even 5K potentially. You might get out to doing three by 5K in the latter stages of your build up at half marathon pace with a few minute rest in between. The goal here is to, to stretch your cardio capacity. You're obviously, yeah, you want to develop the fitness element, but more than that, you want to be able to get comfortable running at a pace which is much faster than marathon pace. As I said, if the marathon is something that you're trying to uh, improve at, you're trying to run faster at, then a session like this is really important because psychologically, it's nice to go into marathon race day knowing that you've got some faster running in your legs. I also mentioned the tempo run. Now, a tempo run might be something else that you do. Instead of intervals, you might do intervals one week, tempo the next, just to keep it exciting, keep it a little bit fresh. A tempo run is essentially, it's a challenging but sustainable pace. Think of it as like a six out of 10 to seven out of 10 towards the end of the run effort level. You wanna be able to go out and uh, say if you're doing a 20 or 30 minute threshold, you might say, okay, I'm gonna go out and do a 30 minute threshold and I'm gonna run it at half marathon pace. So similar approach in terms of pacing, depending on the distance that you're doing. But it's um, it, it's an opportunity to expand your ability or your body's ability to run at a, a faster pace than you usually would for, for a little bit longer. Now, the next thing, the fourth thing that we wanna speak about is making sure you include some rest. Now, for some athletes, they like to have a rest day each week, but just like the, the long run, maybe you'll have a rest day every 10 days or once a fortnight say okay well every fortnight i'm going to take saturday off go get a massage do some yoga do some stretching jump on a foam roller it's really important that you're not just getting out there and doing the running though that is the key ingredient of performance if you want to be around for a long time and make sure you're doing everything you can to avoid injury and to avoid just the little niggles that come up in a race and or come up in a week and make running less enjoyable Make sure you're doing the, the smaller things like what I just mentioned to give your body 
uh, the best chance to recover and, and to feel a little bit better going into the next day of training. More marathon specific, if you're in an 18 week or a 16 week build up to that marathon event, that last two to three weeks, you're gonna radically reduce the distances that you're running. So say if in week four, say if in week 14 of a 20 week program, you get up to 100 kilometers or 90 kilometers for your training. Three weeks out, you might bring that down to 60, 50, and then 40, because that last couple of weeks, you're not gonna lose a whole heap of fitness. You're not gonna lose any fitness, really, if you're still getting out there and doing some foundational style running. But the beauty is, you wanna take some nice, fresh legs into marathon race day. If you've been putting in the work, and then it comes to race day, and you haven't tapered, you're not gonna get the a, a true sense of how well you're running. So what's really important is that you schedule not just the build-up, to the high point in your training where you're running sort of the fastest and the longest work, but you're also including the taper where you're giving your body, your legs a chance to recover and just feel a little bit fresher going into race day because it is so nice going into a race day with a little bit of bounce in your legs. The next thing is hydration. So when it comes to training, obviously uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna be going out there and um, the difficulty with the long runs is there's not drink fountains everywhere is what I'm trying to say. But what's important is that you're looking after your hydration. So a couple of little tips for you. If you're in marathon training and you're going out, you've got a 32-kilometer run, maybe you maybe you go get a, a little hydration belt. You see people running around with those belts with a couple of little bottles plugged into the little pockets. That's a nice thing if you're going out there and there's not really any other options for you to choose from. The other thing that you could do is if you've got a uh, if you've got your place, you could pick out like a 5k loop, and you could just duck into your kitchen every 5k's and gra- grab a quick drink during training. What's important there, or what's helpful there, is obviously you've got the landmark, you know where you're going to be able to get your next drink. The next thing that you could do to make sure you're getting your hydration sorted is perhaps run with a couple of gels in your pocket as well. This is something that you're going to want to organise early in the piece. We'll talk about that in in a couple of minutes time though, because um, that's a little more about marathon fueling. The other thing you could do is if you've got the luxury, you could get someone out on a bike to hopefully help you out. Uh, Maybe if you've got a partner who has a bike and a little drink bottle holder, you could get them to be good enough partner and come and join you for a couple hours on a Sunday morning to make sure that you're uh, you're getting in all the hydration. When it comes to your actual marathon, there's going to be drink stations you know, every couple of kilometers, every couple of miles at the absolute maximum. So uh, the beauty is you're going to have that there, but you don't want to, you don't want to get to marathon race day and be sort of concerned or a little lost about where they are. So if hydration is something you're nervous about during training, you can take some of the tips that I've just told you. But then when it comes to race day, before you get out there, have an awareness of where it is that you're going to be getting drinks, have a a bit of a plan as to what you're going to drink at different stages of the race um, based on the the options that you have. Because one of the, the last things that you need is that extra stress going into race day. The other thing, one more tip that I'll give you is when you are going through a drink station, a lot of people uh, freak out and panic and think, okay, I have to get this drink, I have to um, maintain my pace. Yeah, feel free to slow it down a little bit. And if you've done your research and you found out, okay, I know there's a drink station here, but I also know there's another one in three kilometers and you're in the early start of a race, early stages of a race. If a lot of people are going over to that real early one and you know there's another drink station in three kilometers and you feel okay to wait till that one, 
just wait a little bit because obviously the traffic will start to dissipate a little bit. People will start to stretch out. Um, people will be dropping off. People will be running ahead. So it'll make it easier to access. Just do yourself the favor of knowing where they are so you can pre prepare to go to the right side of the road to get the drink. Slow it down as you take it in. It's obviously really important. The other thing you want to consider is nutrition and fueling. This is sort of what I jumped to a moment ago. So obviously this looks at pre-race breakfast. What works for you before you go out? You want something, uh, well, for me, I always enjoy oats, which is playing with fire for some people. But you want to find something which is you know, relatively high in carbohydrates. You want to find something which is going to fuel you for, obviously you're not going to have one particular breakfast that's going to be able to fuel you for a whole marathon. Um, but have a play with this before your long runs. Do you like to eat three hours before you run? Do you like to eat 90 minutes before you run? What do you like to eat? Do you like gels? Do you like chews? Do you like little drinks? Just get a little bit of a feel for, um, for, for what works well in your, in your tummy. I'm pretty sure you need around 60 grams of carbohydrates per, uh, for, for any athlete running over two hours. I've got this written down because, um, yeah, for any run over two hours, aim for around 60 grams of carbohydrates per hour. So obviously you're gonna have your breakfast, but then when you're trying to hit those 60 grams of carbohydrates per hour, you, you wanna know where you're getting that from. Now, does gel sit funny in your tummy? Do the chews taste funny? Like find your preference, find what works. And this is the beauty of training. The training's not just for you to go out and get fit, though it is. Your training's also for you to be able to go out there and just make sure that uh, that you've got a plan that really works, that you know the food that works, that you know the food that fuels. Because if you can go to race day knowing you're fit and you've got a plan, then you, psychologically, you're, you're in a really good spot. When it comes to race day, you don't wanna be incorporating anything new. You wanna make sure that everything that you're doing on that day has been tried and tested. The other thing I'll tell you is if you can get a hotel room close to marathon start, do that. If that's within your budget, go and do that because there's nothing worse than getting up super early and then stressing about, can I find a car park? Um, where are we going to put the kids? Where am I going to meet the husband? Just say, okay, here's our base. All right, I'll meet you back here or I'll see you out on the course. If you can do that and just walk down to marathon start, that is a really nice place to be. It saves you a couple of hours, or it can save you sort of a bare minimum, like an hour, assuming you live away from where the marathon start is. If you can get a hotel room close to where the marathon starts, really encourage you to do that. Arrive early. Any questions that you get, any of the stresses that come up, it's like life, isn't it? Any of the stresses that come up on marathon race morning is usually because we've left ourselves too little time. Everything always takes longer. If someone tells you it's going to take uh, 10 minutes, I always double it and add a little bit and assume that's going to be closer to the truth because though they've got the best intentions, life happens. Things get in the way. Arrive earlier than you think you should. Find a little base to put all your stuff and that just eliminates, um, uh, eliminates all that stress. Pack the night before as well. Don't get up that morning and think, all right, I'm going to pack for my marathon and also have a list throughout the training, throughout the training that you do, make sure you start writing down what you really need, what shoes, what socks, do you need a spare jacket, do you need a certain hat, do you need some certain gels, write it all down, then marathon morning, or marathon, sorry, pre-marathon morning, have it all packed and tick it off as you go so that you know when you get down there, every single thing that you need is in your bag. And also know, going to marathon morning, knowing that not everything's gonna work beautifully. Unfortunately, 
things that there's errors, there's mistakes. Don't get yourself worked up by thinking, oh my gosh, this is marathon day and not everything's going according to plan. It should be perfect and I've just stubbed my toe a little bit. Things are gonna happen and it's gonna frustrate you, but just expect it and when it happens, don't let it stress you out. During the race, start slow. Really important one as well. The atmosphere is gonna be crazy. You're gonna be excited. People are gonna be running fast because of all the excitement. Back it off a little bit. You've got the whole race to work into it. You don't need to be doing anything crazy straight away. Um, if you have people that want to come and watch you, plan before the race where you want them to stand. Find out where they can stand. Find out if they're allowed to give you drinks. Find out if they're allowed to give you gels. If you can have a spot which is at like 18K or 25K and you know that you're going to have a little extra gift there, maybe a banana or a little snack, do that. Have people there to do it. But just know where they need to be so there's no stress. Post-race, I encourage you to put your feet up have a week off give yourself a break it's a really hard hit out before you start planning the next event go get a massage go get some sleep go recover absolutely nothing i would recommend for the first week if you have to do something very 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 light running maybe after five or six days and then a few weeks of easy running uh, at a minimum before you get back into it again obviously these are just a, a few little uh, a few little thoughts that you can take into it there's a whole range of factors um, they can go into it. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you write in the comments below what it is that you've found helpful if you're uh, just listening to it, even if you go over to where you leave the reviews for the show and just write in regards to how to train for a marathon, what your tips are, would really appreciate that. Guys, I, uh, I'm i really hoping that it's a big year for you. I hope that whatever you're planning for, it goes well. As always, um, if you've got any questions around running, feel free to shoot me a message. If you're looking for running coaching, I've still got a couple of spots left for the new year you can go month to month or for the whole year if you're from a running based sport don't forget that uh, everything you need is over at relaxrunning.com but for now i'm going to leave that with you for the first podcast of 2023 good luck with your training reach out if you need me and uh, i'll speak to you all really soon thanks for listening to the relaxed running podcast if you're ready to become a faster more efficient runner visit www.relaxedrunning.com 